Hello and welcome to Hit the Target English Premier League brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm Chad Nagel, your standing host for today, and joining me in the studio we have uh Joshua Gaylord who's back and uh, as well as Benele Piqua here to discuss the English Premier League. Yeah, um yo guys, I had to come back because you're buzzing. I'm buzzing. Um <laughs> Banele, I know Banele, I think Liverpool, Chelsea, United, sorry. I believe I believe United, so he wouldn't have done Arsenal justice last week. Chad, Chelsea, so definitely wouldn't have done Arsenal justice. I just needed to come back and defend my team a bit. There was some slander on this podcast, mm. I must say. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's gone missing, Mr. Yeah. Donovan Valuevere. Um, please, we'd like you to come back. And I understand this week is Manchester City, so you can't even defend your side. But we like you to come back. What do you think um, Donovan would have tipped uh, in this game? He would have made sure that uh, Liverpool do not face defeat or taste defeat rather. <coughs> Anfield, they've held a good record there for the good couple of years. Um, so that would have been the argument in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I actually spoke to him uh, earlier this morning and I was asking whether he agrees with the betting uh, of whether Manchester City should be favourites at Anfield. clearly they should but you know it's just interesting to see it when you actually look at the odds and you see another team favorites to win at Anfield in the Premier League it's unheard of but it also goes to show how good Man City are but also how uh, dreadful Liverpool have been this season but um yeah there's a big game to discuss obviously it's that uh tussle between arguably two of England's best teams one is obviously a sleeping giant now in Liverpool it's Liverpool versus Manchester City on Sunday to discuss but let's get straight into the action and we got the first game on Friday night and it looks to be an entertaining affair as Brentford welcome Brighton to the Brentford Community Stadium yeah um look for me i don't think it's it's, it's one of those uh, games would look forward to you know um because of of the form the two teams are in i mean you look at uh, brentford their team that started very very well they played well last season also you look at them this season um currently they've won once in the last um five games you know and you look at um brighton um they've been a uh, fantastic uh, we love we love brighton we always say good things about them um, on, on those podcast two wins um from the last five two defeats and one draw so it's 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 a kind of fixture that um it go it it, it can go either way and Brentford playing at home we know we know how they are um at home so yeah maybe you can um side with the Brentford in this one for value purposes i mean they're coming in at this game at um, two to one so yeah i i, I think um they 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 can um upset uh, brighton and, and 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 win the game so for me i'd go for a slight uh, brentford win yeah just um because of the odds um, i'm tempted to take that two to one josh would you take it um i think those odds are really good uh like you just mentioned those stats and facts with brentford they haven't really hit their straps the season and i think that's down to mis- missing christian eriksen i know they didn't yeah. bring in mikel damsgaard who i feel is a phenomenal young player that can fill that role over the next three seasons um but they they need to bring in someone who's the creative midfield role very soon um i think thomas frank is missing that uh on the flip side Bren, uh, uh, brighton rather they've lost potter um who saw them defeat brentford in home and away fixtures last season and the new manager that's come in um he has brentford still playing a very 
good brand of football. Uh, yeah, it's like they haven't changed. Like they haven't changed that much. The attacking play is still good. It's the the football's pleasing on the eye, and Brentford's is as well. Um, I can't really separate these teams, but they're both really attacking, and I think that they it can be a, 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 a an open game. open game with both teams definitely looking to find the back of the net. Um, last time Brentford played on a Friday, I could be mistaken. It's nice to see Friday football again under the league kicked off with Friday football this season, um, as well as last season. And last season, they stole the show. Beating um, Arsenal. Beating, you, have, you have to just mention the name, but anyway. Um, yeah, I think Brentford, uh, back in front of their fans, they could possibly pull the victory. Uh, I would be more inclined to tip them. But for me, the boat seems to score markets is where I'm heading. Yeah, I agree uh, with that one, Chatham. This game is written both teams to score all over it. Yeah, no, I uh, definitely agree. I think both teams to score looks um, a good bet, especially uh, as both teams will want to get back on form. You know, I, I find Brighton a difficult team to back against. Um, we've even, you know, I, they, yes, they lost against Spurs, but, you know, they were, it was a decent performance. They We haven't seen... We haven't we yet to see them outclassed this season and you yeah. know Brentford tend to blow hot and cold but at the same time um at home they are a force. So I, I do think the safest bet here will be both teams to score. Uh moving on to Saturday's action and uh it's Leicester City who who really need to find some consistency. They host Crystal Palace. Hey, they betrayed me um, last week, uh, Josh. You know, um, Leicester said all the good things about them, especially after beating Nottingham Forest. So I said all the good things about them last week, and then mm. they just went on and, lo- and lost to um, Bournemouth. You know, that was very disappointing. And I think for me, Crystal Palace um, are licking their lips um, coming into this game. I mean, you're going to the King Power against Leicester. You know, this is a side in the last three, two seasons, they were in contention for the Champions League. Nobody wanted to go to the King Power, but you, you're now um, Vieira and you're looking at this fixture and you're thinking, this is my opportunity to go to the King Power and walk away with maximum points. And um, of, in saying that, I'll, I'll side with um, Crystal Palace. I think for me, they can they can get a, a result here. Maybe you can go for a safe bet and go for um, about, uh, win a draw, win a draw, but I, I don't see Crystal Palace losing this game, you know. I really don't see it. Last season, they lost um, 2-1 um, in, in, in this tie um, at, at the King Power, but this is a kind of game where they'll be confident going into. So I'll say Crystal Palace won't draw for me. I'm not having Leicester anymore, especially after being disappointed like that last week. You sound truly broken. Um, <laughs> must have lost quite a bit there. Yeah, uh, yo, I think Leicester going forward, they're not as potent as before. But that all comes down to that backline just not not being um, anywhere near cohesive. Uh, I think Mike Casper uh, Schmeichel leaving Leicester City is was a big worrying sign, and everybody should have just envisioned that this is where yeah. Leicester would be. Um, he was Mister Mister Foxes, if you could say. Yeah, um, it didn't help losing uh, Wesley Fofana as well. As well, definitely. So I think. And, and and the replacement goalkeeper in Danny Ward, I don't look. I'm not a person to be overly critical of players, but I don't believe he should be in the, yeah. between those goalposts. I'd rather just give the next in in succession for the for the to have those gloves on his hands. Um, I don't feel that they will be able to keep a clean sheet for the next good couple of fixtures. But going forward, uh, funny enough, they've still managed to find the back of the net in their last four games. 
Um, the only game that they didn't was, I believe, against United. Uh, it was a 1-0 victory in favor of United, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but having said that about Leicester, uh, I'm surprised that Rodgers was still in the job after the international break. I think I did say that previously. Yeah. And um, <coughs> Vieira licking his lips for sure. Yeah. Uh, th- there's a, there's a, a player by the name of Abrechi Eze. I think he's going to terrorize their defense. Uh, I, I feel that it, it could easily, easily, easily be over over 2.5 goals um, in favor of list in favor of Crystal Palace. I think we'll see more coaches being sacked um, next month when clubs uh, when that break starts. You know that break for the World, for Cup, the World the Cup, two months breaks. So a lot of coaches will be sacked then. So clubs now are like, okay, let's let's just wait a bit because there's a long break that's coming. Mm. You then bring in a new coach. You give them time to work with the players and let them mm. gel. It's with a good the, point. Yeah, with the players that didn't go to the World Cup. So I'm expecting <coughs> a lot of sackings um, yeah. during that period. And well, while well, well, you are on the talk of you expecting coaches to be sacked, is Brendan Rodgers going to be one of them? I think so. I definitely think so. I believe he is next in line. Yeah. Um, and uh, having you having said that, uh, in as just after the World Cup is the January transfer window, so there will be a chance for them exactly. to bring in fresh players yeah. as well. Well, up next, it's a battle of the promoted sides. Yes, it's Fulham against Bournemouth at, the, at Craven Cottage. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, there's not much to, to separate the two uh, promoted sides. Like Chad said, I mean, you look at Bournemouth, they've picked up 12 points and uh, Fulham 11 points. You know, where Bournemouth have conceded 20 goals, uh, Fulham conceding 18. Um, the only worry for Bournemouth is that they've scored eight goals while Fulham have scored um, 14, you know. So you can see um, Fulham are definitely scoring um, in, in, in this game, you know. you you They've, they've scored 14 goals, uh, one one of the highest um, in, in, in the league, like up against a team that has conceded 20, you know. So uh, a goal for Fulham here is, 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 is on the cards. But there's not much um, to, to, to separate uh, both teams. After nine games, both of them, they've won three times. You know, so there's not much um, to separate. There's really not much. Um, uh, three draws for, for Bournemouth and two draws for Fulham, you know, 11 points and 12. So one can think, okay, if there's ever a straight draw this weekend, maybe go for a straight draw with goals uh, in this game. So yeah. um, a draw in both teams to score for me is, is, is my play in this game. I think I am inclined to believe that Bournemouth can get a result here. Um, they've got their, they, they rather missed their big man up front uh, in Dominic Solanke and he's back. And I think that he offers a lot of options for them going forward. Um, he can bring in those two wide players quite easily. Whereas on the flip side, Fulham have lost their man up front, their target man, Mitrovic, who came into the league phenomenal and impressed a lot of us, um, especially me. Uh, I think that Bournemouth can ride in uh, on this game with some good confidence, having beaten... <coughs> Uh, the team we just mentioned, Leicester. Um, and they can, I, I feel that Bournemouth can get the way result. They did beat them in the championship last season, 3 0. Um, and I think they can get a result here. Yeah. I'm backing Bournemouth. Yeah, well, um, that should be um, an interesting affair as both sides obviously look to um, avoid uh, the drop and secure safety uh, for the season. <clears throat> it's certainly a game that they'd want to pick maximum points. On especially playing at home in front of their uh, home crowd. Um, the up next isn't really an exciting game. I know we just finished talk about two promoted sides, but it doesn't get any uh, entertaining when Wolves, uh, uh, who are 18th, 
host 19th place Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look at the points, they, they speak volumes. Wolves on six points after nine games. Nottingham Forest are on five points. I think for me, I said it last week and I'm going to say it again. Um, Nottingham Forest are definitely going down. And this is a big, big uh, opportunity for Wolves to kick out, to kick out um, and move away from the from the red zone. I mean, uh, yeah. This is a chance for them to score goals too. They've only scored three goals this season and conceded 12, which is very bad. Um, that's poor in anyone's language. So this is a chance. You're at home against a Nottingham Forest who, for me, they're the worst team in the league. So you're up against a team like that. Um, it's an opportunity for you to score goals, bo- uh, boost some confidence ahead of um, the, the the harder fixtures that you're going to be facing. And if you can't win a game like this, then for me, I think you are definitely... Um, in the relegation zone, you are definitely a team that will be fighting relegation. So I don't put Wolves there as yet, but if they don't win this game, and if they don't win it convincingly, I'll start saying Wolves are in the relegation zone amongst um, your Nottingham Forest and, and teams like that. So for me, this is a, a, a chance for you to make a statement. Same like Leicester did when, when they hosted in Nottingham Forest. Failure to do that then it'll, it'll say something about you. So for me, I'll take the 7 to 10. I'm giving Wolves a chance. I think this is a bank of the week. Take the second uh, 7 to 10 and include in all multiples. But we will be watching Wolves with a with a scrutinic eye. And if they fail to impress, they'll, then uh, we, we can confidently, confidently say they'll be battling relegation come end of the season. Look, I have to uh, side with you. Not so much to say banker, um, <laughs> but I have to side with you in that. I think Nottingham Forest... I th- that's where more so that I, I believe Wolves will get this results. Yeah, Chelsea done them over last week, um, but they had uh, players who I believe can still hurt hurt a side and yeah. definitely hurt a side like Nottingham Forest. Yeah, um, I'm backing Wolves. Yeah, not so much to say banker with Panelli, but yeah. get behind them. Well, I also uh, back Wolves. Yeah, especially you know you just spoke about the players that they have. There's so many quality uh, in the Wolves team, which is. Very surprising to see them in rele- in the relegation zone. They've now just um, recently added uh, Diego Costa to their squad, and I think you this is an opportunity to score a couple of goals against Nottingham Forest. Um, and he, I do believe you, you will get an opportunity uh, to um, you know get on the score sheet. Well, the game the day ends with a bit of an entertaining game. It's it's. You know, Spurs have been excellent. They are, they've won all four of their games at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and they'll be high on confidence uh, when they welcome Everton. But Everton have punched above their weight. They've shown plenty of positive sides this season under Frank Lampard and I think that we could have a real cracking game on our hands here. Yeah, we will we'll definitely have a cracking game. But one thing about um, Everton... Um, this season, I'm not sure if it has worked for them or against them, but they've been a very defensive um, team. You look at their games, you'll see that most of um, their games have been low scoring. You know, um, they've prior to the United game, they'd conceded six goals. Um, you know, um, or they'd conceded seven goals prior to that game, and now it's 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 nine. You know, um, you look at uh, the amount of goals they'd scored, also eight goals um, after nine games. They uh, one of the lowest teams, you know, eight goals. I mean, we, we, we're talking teams already. Spurs, they've um, they've scored 20, you know, up against a team that has scored eight after after nine games. So they don't have that um, that firepower as much as they haven't been um, leaking goals in defense. So their games have been very um, cautious. Maybe it's because they were fighting relegation last season and they don't want to find themselves in that uh, 
predicament um, as, as, as last season. That's why they've came with a more defensive, cautious approach. So again, I'm expecting the same thing from Frank Lampard. They'll be more defensive coming into this game, especially playing um, away from home and you're playing against a team that's uh, third on the log, you know, three points behind uh, Man City, you know, so you, you wouldn't want to to get a hiding and you know how Spurs can be. They've got your Hurricanes, they've got your Charleston, your 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 sons. Um, we saw him scoring a brace um, midweek, you know. So I think I think it will be more of a defensive game for those Panthers that like um, goals. Maybe you can say under two point five, um, mm. something like that. Look, uh, uh, as you're speaking, I'm thinking Neil Mope came in to replace Richarlison. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had the chance to feature. He's been injured. Uh, they've also missed Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So they've lost Richarlison. They brought in someone to replace him and he's been injured. And they've lost another man who normally is their go-to man up front in Calvert-Lewin. So maybe that's why Frank Lampard has decided to go defensively. Yeah. He's got no strike force at the moment. Um, Iwobi, who played up front last season, Frank has actually found an ideal and suitable role for him in the midfield. He's been looking a totally different player. Um, and he scored an absolute peach of a goal last week. Yeah. Um, yes, they have looked defensive because they haven't had those front men available. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is available now. He comes into this game, uh, and Everton rather, come into this game facing Richarlison for the first time. I think it's going to be an exciting fixture, even though Tottenham's fixtures haven't been that exciting of recent. They're not the greatest to watch, but Frank Lampard's side has been good to watch. Even in the even in the way that they play defensively, it's more of a possession-based defense than having a low block like like uh, Antonio Conte, which is what he's going to do on on Saturday. Um, I I, fee, I I enjoy watching one of the new players that um, Everton have brought in from Belgium is Onana. Very good, very good, and yeah. he, he links up really well with Idrissa Gay as well, uh, who's come back to the to 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 the Toffees. Um, I feel like this could be. A, a tough match for 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 Conte purely based on the fact that they finally have an outlet to go with up front Everton. Um, I feel like this is I, I'm backing Everton on the double chance wow. to to get the victory at the London Stadium. <coughs> I mean, I'd love to see it, <laughs> but um, you know, I think Everton. What what we can say about them, which we we were certainly saying the opposite last season. Um, Everton have really been fearless, yeah. uh, mm. you know, in their approach to to games, even against top sides. Uh, they are fearless under Frank Lampard, and you know they've you they've got so much quality, and players have found their feet. Uh, you know, you you mentioned Iwobi, who looks such a top player. The the acquisition of Anana, such a gifted player, good on the ball, but also when uh, Everton don't have it, he's, he he just finds the right space, and his interceptions are good. Um, he knows how to break down the play. You know, they've got quality in Gordon, uh, who causes a threat. Um, and, and I do think that they will, um, cause Tottenham all kinds of problems. But just with the game being played at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, where Spurs enjoy a 100% home record, I just think it gives them the edge. Also, I do think on the flip side of all, Everton are fearless and, and, and good going forward. I think that might suit, uh, Antonio Conte's, men, uh, you know, they might welcome a side who, who will come out and attack them and then, you know, they play counter-attacking football and they do have a fearsome uh, front force to get uh, to score the goals and get uh, all three points. So, I do think um, this is going to be an, a game to watch that I think uh, 
we'll see like you know goal scoring opportunities on both sides but I do think Tottenham just might have the edge yeah well on to Sunday's action and it's my beloved Chelsea who are in form look to have found their rhythm against uh, Aston Villa who will be hoping to avoid a fifth defeat for the season yeah I mean Chelsea I remember last week um, Chad and Donovan tipped them convincingly I said I wouldn't be surprised to see a draw in, in a game like that, as good as Chelsea are. But if you look at um, how they've done since Ukraine Potters have, have arrived, I mean, uh, it, we, we, we have to respect that they've done uh, very well. Um, 16th, 4th on the log. Um, they've, they've got 16 points, 4th fourth on the log um, currently. You know, they're going about their business quietly. Plus two, they've got a game in hand, you know. So this... This for me is is a team that needs to be um, taken seriously. We have to say um, they've got the quality, they've got everything. Yes, uh, the only concern was are they playing as a team? Uh, but right now, that's what Ukraine U- U- Porter has fixed. Chelsea are playing like a team, mm. and they they do look dangerous. You know, they look very dangerous. And, and, and in games like this, I think for me, Chelsea are the team. You can say, okay, let me let me start bankering Chelsea. Chelsea um, are back. You know. Yeah, they've scored uh, 13 goals um, after eight games. You know, there's there's there's, there's still a lot to improve um, up front, but you, we've we've seen um, Obama Yang coming into play. They've now got direction. They've now got that um, focal point. So I think Chelsea now will start um, scoring goals. They'll start picking up and 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 be um, the Chelsea that 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 we know. Look, I'm uh, <laughs> Chelsea have been playing some good football. Finally, um, I think they had a difficult start to end of end of last season. It was a bit difficult, um, but Potter, I, I've always, I've always thought he's a good manager, and like we all had questions with him coming there, is is he good enough for Chelsea? Uh, the magnitude that is Chelsea. Um, yeah, I feel like he he we can't pass judgment just yet. It's yeah, a it's a good period. Um, they look excellent. But it still, for me personally, doesn't look as how I know Chelsea to be. They're getting the good results, and that's um, uh, uh, excellent for them. That's what they need. Um, it was an excellent win against Wolves. Um, and Milan. And and Milan as well. Back-to-back victories against Milan. Uh, to go away to San Siro, um, it's, not easy. it's not easy for any team. Uh, in this fixture, <coughs> banker Chelsea. I, I feel Chelsea get the result here. Um, I don't know why there are some people calling for Steven Gerrard's head. Um, he it, spent a lot of money. That's why. Yeah. Um, but I have a good team. At the same time, uh, I, 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 I look. I take the example of how the board have backed Arteta at Arsenal. Steven Gerrard isn't a bad manager. He did phenomenal things with Rangers. Um, yes, the Premier League is a different ball game, uh, and he has been backed. But it's also up to the players to get to. When I look at Philippe Coutinho and what he is capable of. Uh, what he did last season, what he did against Man City, um, he hasn't been putting in the performances that we've known him to uh, be as uh, coming back into the Premier League. So there are some creative players that need to come uh, and step up to the the, the, the plate here. Um, if you look at Douglas Luiz, was was supposedly leaving Villa towards the end of the transfer window, he could still be in that mindset. He's not fully committed to the team, so there needs to be a couple of decisions. But he, they they they. They've gotten some good results. They've drawn at Man City, so they're not playing bad football. The, the results just aren't coming to fruition. They need some of those attacking players to just come to the party. Um, but in in this fixture, I think uh, Chelsea or Bank. This is my bank of the weekend. 
Yeah, no, I agree. The thing is, um, with with Ujerad when Josh, they're currently 16th on the log, and yeah. that's 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 um the table when before well, like before the spending, that's where you'd expect um Villa to be. You know, you'd expect them to be there, they about in in the relegation zone. But after spending money on your Coutinho's and all of that, and yeah. you still see Villa in the same um languishing I mean in the relegation zone, yeah. then you start saying, okay, no. Changes had to be made. Uh, has, has to be made, and managerial changes. Maybe we, we should bring in a coach that can get the best out of your Coutinho's and all of that. You can't have a Coutinho's and and players like that and still be sixteenth um, on the log. You know, mm. so that's 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 why people are calling for for Gerard's head. You know, uh, one win from Wolves and a draw from Southampton it takes them right into the red zone, and you don't want to be there after spending so much money. Yeah, well, um, I have to say Chelsea win this game for me as well. I think 17 to 20 is a good price. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chelsea have been informed. They yet, they're unbeaten um, again, uh, since Graham Potter's taken charge of them and they haven't shown signs of being beaten, uh, not in any of those games at least. Um, I think Aubameyang scoring is a huge uh, plus for Chelsea. Uh, we always knew that they would... Um, find they would find a way to fix their defensive problems because of the quality they have in defense. But it was up front where the question marks were asked. But Obama Yang is coming, done a fine job, and he looks to be um, uh, ending talk, squashing talk of the number nine curse. I think Chelsea win this game. And you know, we are talking about bankers. I know this is your banker, Josh, uh, the Chelsea uh, to beat Villa, but I'm gonna just call this next fixture the bank of bankers it's arsenal who i expect to wipe the floor with leeds united <laughs> the bank of of bankers i mean um it's it's, it's understandable uh, we get where that is coming from arsenal this season they've been phenomenal flying. yeah they've been absolutely fantastic i'm um, top of the table so far after yeah. nine games um one eight lost one only against um united at old trafford which i think a lot of teams will 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 go there and get upset uh, this season. Um, I, I know Josh is laughing, but I, I think um, losing to Old Trafford is no shame. A lot of teams will get sticked yeah. there. We saw it with Liverpool also. But yeah, um, you look at Arsenal, I mean, only Man City and Newcastle have conceded uh, the least goals um, in Everton, or which is nine, and you look at Arsenal also conceding 10 goals. So they've, they've kind of uh, fixed their defensive problems, which was a little bit of a concern. We were complaining that Arsenal are conceding in every um, in every game, you know. So they're starting slowly but surely um, improving on that. And you look at their firepower up front, you know, everybody's scoring, there's Saka scoring, Odegaard is just creating, Martinelli scoring, you know, um, Jesus is scoring. And which is what you want. You want um, all your front three to get used to scoring goals and then you, you then become a dangerous um, a dangerous team when, when you have that. So there's no, this thing of, Okay, we've only got one player to take care of. Once that it's sorted, you know. So all 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 the players are scoring twenty three goals, um, so far after nine games. Uh, we understand why Chad is saying banker, banker, banker in this one. Only Man City has scored more than Arsenal because I mean they've got Haaland. You know, he's just basically scoring everything there. <laughs> but yeah, um, bar bar Man City, I think Arsenal are the second best team in the league so far, and yeah. at, at, against a team like Leeds. I'd, I'd also say it's a bank of bankers. Take Arsenal in everything. Uh, we haven't been saying this um, in years about Arsenal, but this is a time where we say bank of bankers. Take Arsenal. After this, um, uh, after game week nine, Arsenal will still be top of the table convincingly too. Yeah. So, you know, I just think, you know, um, we we have to be fair. I like what you said. We have to be fair because 
Arsenal have been criticised a lot for 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 some time. Um, you know, you think of the Arsene Wenger years, Unai yeah. Emre, and, and, and rightly so, and perhaps unfairly so at times, but we've criticised them for a reason because uh, they are, you know, they the juggernauts of English football. They belong at the... Uh, you know, at the top, fighting, challenging for leagues. And so while we were quick to criticize them, it's only right that we come out and applaud them when they are playing uh, like like a fantastic team. They have been arguably, um, arguably with Manchester City, the best side in Europe, uh, you know, this season. And Mikel Oteta deserves a lot of praise for that. I'm sure if, if you're an Arsenal supporter like, um, like Josh, I'm sure you're very... Uh, you're very happy with what you're seeing because it's not just victories like you know like like Chelsea Spurs are getting victories but it's it's the performances it's the dominant showings and it's also the ability to change and switch formations like you know during a game if it's if things aren't going your way and I, I think you'll have had an answer for every question yeah, yeah, now it's the fans that are inconsistent. How's Jesse the inconsistency? <laughs> One week they're over, they're overachieving. Next week they're going to win the league. Yeah. <laughs> look, I, I think all the players has to go to Mikel Oteta getting the best out of the players. True. Yeah, if you look at the game last week, uh, to analyze a bit, when I saw the team sheets and I saw Tommy, I said left back. I was like, what? What are we doing here? Like we just saw Tiani Thursday night. Unfortunately, have an excellent game. Yeah. Um, and you'd automatically think he'd be the left back. But to put Salah away like that in a in such a big fixture, uh, that was the master stroke. Because if, if Salah got a number on, on, on Tommy Yasu, we, we would all be criticizing Arteta for making uh, that decision and he got it right. Uh, the say in the same instance, uh Arsenal have spread the play uh, in the front a lot more. Saka held the touchline a lot more in previous fixtures as opposed to uh, the game against Liverpool. He came in and Arteta identified that obviously Thiago is pulling the strings for Liverpool at the moment. And he almost man-marked him. I think Saka almost had to. That was his job for the fixture, man-marking Thiago alongside Odegaard. They, they, they narrowed the play a lot more. So I think all the players has to go to him. Uh, uh, he's built a great team. They're playing well. But it's all about, for me, it's all about consistency. Um, I wasn't sure when you guys spoke about title aspirations Arsenal it's not a title aspiration and I, and I say that because if you if you look at um, fair enough you can say it but if you look at how if Liverpool were in the position that Arsenal is in right now we'd all Donovan would be here first and foremost yeah. um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and people would be saying this is Liverpool's season without mm. question um, so fair enough you can ask the question because they are playing well they are at the top of the league but we don't, there's no consistency in the terms of Man City have been doing this for five seasons. Yeah. Liverpool have been doing it for roughly the same amount of time. So that's why it's easy to back them yeah. to take, to take the league. The They've got the know-how. You're just basically a little bit cautious. My, very much so. Yeah. So uh, it's all about consistency this season. If they can maintain the form that they are in, by all means, there's going to. it's a very difficult season, obviously, with the World Cup being in a totally different place. Football has been a bit all over the place of recent COVID seasons. Now, World Cup in odd places. Yeah. Mm. Very difficult season. Arsenal, top of the log. I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird and wonderful things in football. But well, bank you, of, uh, not banker of bank of bankers, but a, a great shout for Arsenal. Okay, well, leads. you've heard Josh yeah. is a little bit uh, cautious there. But, you know, it is a good question to ask. And I think it's, it's a question I want to ask our listeners tuning in. So, and the question is, are Arsenal title contenders? 
are they title contenders? That's our question. And we want to know your thoughts. So please let us know and, sh- and uh, share your thoughts with us. We want to know. Just tell us, are Arsenal in a title race? Uh, you let us know. And if your comment impresses our panel of judges and, and hits the target, we will credit your account gladly with a 200 and betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bet. So all you need to do is just tell us, are Arsenal title contenders? Benelli, for you, are they? I, I think so. We have to. We have to. We have to say that. I mean, um, after ten games, after nine games, they top of the log. You know, uh, that's that's a quarter of a season, and we like we're saying this is a bank of bankers. So after ten games, we're expecting Arsenal to be cruising at the top. So we have to say, um, title contenders. You know, uh, like like Jesse said a, a, a couple of weeks ago, they are overachieving. Yes, they are. But I think for me, they they are one team that I'm looking at and saying. Um, Arsenal, City and Spurs they'll be fighting it out um, all, all the way provided if Chelsea um, uh, improve but I think yeah. there'll be a lot of um, strong teams um, going to um, in, in, into, into the title race this season I just want to ask Josh one thing Josh one player from Arsenal we're picking team of the season right now after nine games you need to give one player from Arsenal who would you give? Without question Gabriel Martinelli, Martinelli. Uh, I think I think every player that he has Actually, not without question. I think Granit Xhaka has been excellent. Mm. He's the driving force at the moment. He might not be the flashiest player. He might not do flicks and flex and well, he does score some screamers. Um, but at, he's the driving force behind the team right now. It's one of those two for me. Granit Xhaka, you, the one biggest player. engine. Martinelli taking on anybody and everybody in the league. I would say Odegaard. I'd, I'd also go for Odegaard. I think he's been absolutely yeah. um, uh, outstanding. Very, very good. You know, you said about uh, Arsenal being overachievers. That, that you can still, Leicester have proved that you can still overachieve yourself into a title race and win the title. So I'll just leave you with that. Um, up next is a game that uh, sees fifth go against sixth. It's Manchester United who entertain Newcastle United. Both sides obviously want to get back into Europe and this should be uh, an intriguing contest to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you look at United, they haven't won the season. You know, they've won five and lost three. You know, so what you see is what you get uh, with this um, United uh, side. Newcastle, they've played uh, fa- fairly well. Uh, I mean, um, we expected Newcastle to be um, the best team Bar the the top six, you know, we expected them to be there or there about. Um, Let me ask you: Did you expect them to wipe the floor at Brentford five one? No, 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 definitely that not. That was a um, shocking that, result. That, that, mm. that was definitely a shocking result, you know. But we expect, we do expect something like that from them, you know. Uh, we are not surprised that um, they 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 scoring five goals in one game. It's just not not against Brentford, no. But I, I, I did think they've got a hiding in them. You know, um, I knew it was coming. I just didn't expect it um, this uh, in this past weekend against Brentford. But I'm not surprised it happened. I think it was something that that's that's been knocking on the doors. You know, um, Newcastle have got a hiding in them. Like like I said, you know, this is uh, one team uh, by the top six. We thought, okay, um, after the top six, then you'll have Newcastle, and they exactly there. You know, so, mm, so yeah. sixth um, right now on the log, and they're knocking, knocking, knocking on. On the top four, soon we'll be saying um, Newcastle are top four challenges. Not this season, though. Probably next of next season. That's where yeah. we expect them to, to be. So they're going about their business. Well, I'd quietly. say rule it out. I don't rule it out. That's Even this season, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a tough one um, yeah. this season, uh, especially if Liverpool can can in, improve. You know, it'll be a tough one. But 
uh, we we wouldn't rule it out. Um, this is a game that's written goals all over it. Newcastle have been scoring goals. United have been leaking goals. And when they're yeah. scoring also when they're playing at home. So you look at United um, scoring 13, conceding 14 after eight games, um, 15 after eight games. You know, that's, that's, that's really a lot. So I think for me, both teams to score is a big runner in this one. Uh, we've seen it uh, with United, especially playing at Old Trafford, you know, all their games. They've been winning and scoring. So maybe if you're a punter that like big gods and say United to win and both teams to score, I think that's a big runner for me. Yeah. Josh Benelli uh, clearly thinks both teams to score. I I do as well. Chance for CR701? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I think he plays a full fixture on Thursday night. Uh, Anthony Martial has been so unlucky. Uh, he finally injured. seemed yeah, injured again. He finally seemed to uh, find his spot in United after some time, um, but it seems that it's not going to go his way. So Ronaldo will play a full 90 on Thursday night, uh, but I don't think that he will be able to play another full 90 on sun- Sunday. Um, I, I feel like United uh, ran away in this fixture. Um, last week, uh, they played Everton. Everton have been, like we've just mentioned, playing phenomenally. Um, and... United seem to dominate Newcastle almost every season. Uh, if you look at the last five results, I just had a look at them now while you were talking, Banele. Um, and just for the listeners to get a glimpse of this, okay, they drew 1-1 last season at St. James's Park. St. Yeah. James's Park has become a fortress for Newcastle, but on the road, they haven't been the greatest. Um, and they lost 4-1 at Old Trafford last season. The season before, that is 3-1 uh, at Old Trafford. And the season before, that is 4-1 again at Old Trafford. Sure. The United, and they haven't they haven't always been in the best of form, but like they do against Arsenal at Old Trafford, they turn up against Newcastle. They, yeah. There is a rivalry there. Newcastle have been a, a, a big name, so to speak. <laughs> Not that they've been uh, getting into those big shoes that they need to fill for the team that they are. Um, but they are slowly getting there, and they are in great form. But away on the road against Old Trafford, I can't see them uh, getting a result here and I see um, Manchester United dominating this fixture. So like you said, so um, 4-1, 3-1, 4-1, 4-1. I think over 2.5, Manchester United, that's my play. Yeah. Uh, uh, Even the form suggests my tip, uh, United win and both teams to score. Yes, Mm. I will too, by the way. Um, I want to ask for your quick prediction on this game. Um, Just because because of time and I want to spend more time on the Liverpool-Manchester City fixture. So just a quick prediction. Southampton, they host West Ham United. Who wins it? A draw. You, Josh? West Ham. West Ham. Okay. Um, Well, time to discuss the big one. Um, This is the game I'm sure uh, we all can't wait for. We're all excited uh, to watch this game. I think we're all just more excited to see how Liverpool fare. Um, uh, against this mighty Manchester City team who look absolutely frightening. And, I mean, we know Manchester City to be uh, a world-class team, uh, have always come close to, to, to winning the Champions League recently. Um, you know, this is a powerhouse of a team, but now they look a different beast with Erling Haaland in the side. And it doesn't help that Virgil van Dijk has not looked his, his self. So... What's going to happen in this game? Take us through it, Vanilla. Hey, it's a tough one. It's, it's, it's really a tough it's one. It's at Anfield, by the way, and Manchester City are favourites. Sure. <laughs> I think they deserve um, to, to be favourites. I mean, if you look at how they've been playing with Haaland and how Liverpool have, have played them um, recently. But odds will go out the window. That's one thing for sure when the game is played. And 
Um, I saw uh, Pep Guardiola having a little bit of um, respect um, to towards this fixture, resting players like your Hallands and and your Fodens who have been absolutely fantastic um, this season, and you could see it was probably rather true. <laughs> <laughs> and it was clear for all to see um, why he rested them. He rested them simply because of of this fixture. You know, he, he hasn't been winning at, at Anfield for the longest time. He wants mm. to go there and 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 change things around. And um, everybody has been talking about invincible from uh, Man City, and we all we we all looked at um, the fixtures and said if they can go to Anfield and avoid defeat, then probably. Invincible um, is, is 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 something we can start talking about, you know. So yeah, this 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 is a a tough test for Man City. It's a tough test for for Holland. You know, Liverpool they just something else in 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 games like this. And and everyone is saying, even going into the Emirates, everyone is saying, yeah, three one, three nil. You know, they're getting a hiding. But it's not stage. everyone. You can mention them by name. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, there are a lot of people on social media who are like bullish mm. on, on 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 Arsenal, and look at them—they're going to the Emirates and scoring two goals. That's just Liverpool, and we saw them scoring seven again um, midweek against Rangers. Salah coming on second half and scoring a hat trick, you know. So you you that's that's good confidence going into into a game like this. And Liverpool is as as bad as we we've be, we've all been saying they've only lost two games in the league this season, and they've scored twenty goals, you know. Um, it's 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 not like they they've been terrible like like how people have been saying. I mean, uh, twenty goals is a lot. Um, mm. in, in 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 eight games, and you look at City, everyone is saying brilliant, brilliant. You know, um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think if there if there is a team that can stop uh, Man City, it's Liverpool. Um, they've they've done it in the past. Uh, this is the same Liverpool that was going for the quadruple um, last season, you know. So people are quick to forget and people are quick to write um, sides off. But I think Liverpool have have got it in them to to beat um, the City team. I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Josh, I think um, I think I can catch you. <laughs> I know what you've said uh, uh, that you know you you're not you, you're not ready to put Arsenal as uh, title contenders, but. You know, I, I think as an Arsenal fan, if you answer which uh, way, which results you want, you actually want in this tie, will show you and will prove whether you are dreaming about a title or not. <laughs> so, as an Arsenal fan, what results are you looking for? Okay, there's no analysis for this. Liverpool, <laughs> come on, let's go Reds. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, Bournemouth lost nine nil to Liverpool not too long ago, yeah. um, and they currently sit above Liverpool on the table. It's it's it. Jurgen Klopp is under a lot of pressure, and like yeah. Panella said, the seven-one victory definitely gives them a bit of a leeway heading into a game which could go horribly wrong for them. Um, there are some records up on the line here. Yeah. Uh, Anfield has been a fortress for Liverpool over the last few seasons, and like Panella is saying, even Manchester City, one of the best teams in the world, arguably the best team in the world, has struggled here. Um, yeah. I think it's only been one victory, uh, and that was during the COVID season when there were no fans. So mm. Liverpool and the fans and Anfield go hand in hand, all three. Uh, so that's a big factor. So when it's a packed out stadium, it's a bit more difficult uh, for Manchester City to get a result. But if there's a moment and if there's a time, um, that time is now. Liverpool look a shadow of themselves. And yes, it's a, it's a, a lot of different factors from injuries uh, to players looking a shadow of themselves, like Van Dijk. And yeah. I remember, or uh, I was listening to something just the other day, um, where 
Virgil van Dijk uh, had his injury just before the Euros not so long ago. And you can only think he does not want to miss a World Cup. Um, he's, what? how old is he now? Like 33, 34, somewhere. In, it could be his last. Um, maybe that's why he's tentative to go into challenges and he looks a bit of a shadow of himself. He has to keep himself uh, to play for the, uh, in the World Cup this year. Uh, maybe he picks up his, his form after the World Cup. Who knows? Uh, but at this very given time, there's a lot of players that look a shadow themselves. And because of that, Klopp even uh, seems to be changing things around. Uh, we saw him play before Arsenal, Four, cha- two, three, one. change his formation. And at the Emirates, he even went completely defensive. It was, yeah. Where have you ever seen a Liverpool team play a low mid block? Where all four changes that he made were defensive changes. Uh, Liverpool don't ever go for the draw. He was going for a draw at the Emirates who... At uh, Arsenal, yeah. would they've dominated so, completely? That's just a sign of a lack of confidence. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yes, the range, the Rangers uh, game gives them some confidence, like yeah. it did heading into the Emirates fixture, where they also got a bit of confidence from it. Yeah, but the confidence is going to be the death of them this weekend. Um, <laughs> I feel like Manchester City will finally get that results, and even with Virgil Van Dijk on the field, who I believe has not lost with Liverpool at Anfield in over sixty fixtures. That's a phenomenal stat, and yeah. he he has his hands full this weekend with Erling Haaland. It doesn't matter whether they put Konate next to him. I've mentioned it a couple of times yeah. on the on the podcast. Uh, I was watching a fixture with Erling Haaland facing Konate in the Bundesliga, and manhandled manhandled him. Yeah. Um, so whether it's Van Dijk, whether it's Matip, <laughs> whether it is Konate. Uh, 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 it's going to be a tough one for them. Um, yeah. And I feel that Manchester City win this fixture. Emph- yeah. Emphatically? Well, a, a scoreline, give us a scoreline. Look, I feel like it, uh, not. they could win a 2-0. Okay. But I feel like it will still be a dominant fixture. Normally, City still go there and they don't look as yeah. dominant as usual. I feel like it will be a dominant fixture. Even if they beat them 1-0 or 2-0, they look more dominant than they have been in a while when it comes to this one. That's my prediction for Sunday. Yeah. And Liverpool don't have Luis Diaz so. Yeah, but uh, I really do see Liverpool scoring in this game. I think they'll score. Um, at the same time, I mean, we've seen it with City. They haven't been taking the game to Liverpool at Anfield. They always come with that um, cautious approach, you know. Even in the game where Mahrez missed a penalty, which mm. they could have won, they, they were very cautious. So it will be interesting to see how Guardiola um, comes up. If he comes up like like how he's been playing against United, where you just go all out and attack, or will he be more cautious and wait for Liverpool and try catch them there or there? So it will be an, an interesting one. But if he goes all out, um, trying to go for the kill, then he'll open some spaces which uh, players like Firmino's and your Salas can utilize and get the call. So probably a both teams to score in this one is is a, a, a banker. I'm not sure of the odds. Banker. <laughs> both teams to score. Yeah, I, I think I, so. I think if, if we look at City this season, they have been leaking goals. Uh, a 3-3 draw with Newcastle, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they went 2-0 down to Crystal Palace. But attack. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I feel like they have to attack that way this season. Uh, and create opportunity. Yes, he only needs half a chance, but to create more opportunities for Erling Haaland to score, they have to be a bit more on the front foot. Sure. Not that they aren't ever, but in the big fixtures like you're mentioning, they 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 tend to come with a different approach. But in this one, this is their chance. Yeah. Well, that's it from us. Uh, we thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, we hope that you uh, enjoy the football this weekend and good luck with your bets. Um, uh, yeah, that's all. Of, that's that's it from us. Sub sharp. Donovan, 
your bottle is waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys.